Good morning, supers. Welcome to the Entrepreneurs for November 2nd, uh, Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. We got uh, quite a few stories to jump in today, so let me just get started. Global markets, world, uh, Wall Street futures slip as investors wait for Fed. So Asian shares uh, hit by China worries. European shares open lower. Uh, RBA drops a yield target focus on Fed meeting. Updates prices adds uh, Wall Street futures. Uh, Wall Street was set to open lower on Tuesday after European stocks struggled to gain momentum. As investors focused on earnings and a two-day Federal Reserve meeting that ends on Wednesday, sentiment was mixed in the Asian session with equities and bonds of Chinese property developers down over worries about contagion from China Evergrande Group's debt crisis as a debt exchange from one of the top uh, of the country's top home builders triggered a flurry of credit warnings. Uh, there's just so it just seems like things are kind of maybe coming out a little flat-footed maybe we will see how things roll as we get closer to the end of the uh, federal reserve meeting taking place right now uh and if there's any you know evergrand updates i'm gonna continue to follow it here because i i really feel uh that it's important to uh to the rest of the world, the rest of the global economy, uh, that we, we don't mess this up. And, uh, yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna continue to track it. Uh, there was a comment yesterday. Uh, I think it was yesterday from somebody saying that, uh, it's all fake news and that the, uh, Evergrande hadn't made any payments. Uh, but of course I just asked, you know, what can you show your proof, show your work, uh, and I haven't heard back from that person. So if you are watching and you have some proof or no outside knowledge or, or inside knowledge, I should say, uh, of the Evergrande crisis, I'd love to hear about it in the comments. So uh, let me know down below about, you know, is is uh, is Evergrande really making the payments or is things just kind of being floated? Maybe it's a back channel. I don't know, but I do know what I'm reading from the outlets uh, that I read every single day. So we'll continue to track it and see see what happens. In a surprise no one, baby gear companies are taking matters into their own hands amid shortage of essential items. With baby gear, most consumers have a quote rough do, or a rough quote due date for when they'll need an item and can plan months ahead, but the unexpected is urgent. Uh, supply chain issues are affecting nearly every industry. We know that. We've been following that here on the Entrepreneurs. Uh, slowdowns at the ports, uh, port congestion, manufacturing slowdown, delivery delays, and baby garage strollers are no exception. While most consumers have a rough due date, you know it, it's still they still need the essential items uh, as as it comes. So car strollers, car seats, they aren't optional. These are products that, can, that customers literally cannot wait to buy when they need them uh in order to minimize the stress for consumers baby gear retailers like stroll strolleria 
and Pish Posh Baby in Lakewood, New Jersey, shout out to Jersey, uh, are encouraging customers to do their research well in advance and buy ahead whenever they can. They've also changed their operations to combat uh, supply chain issues. Pish Posh Baby revamped its website in, to, uh, to include an out-of-stock notification feature so that parents can be alerted as soon as something is available. And it also takes some of the work off of their plates because they don't have to keep returning to a website uh, to check for a product. Uh, Pish Posh Baby also has also been traveling to China to import products directly, which has helped cut out additional delays caused by manufacturers needing to store items in warehouses before releasing them to retailers. Strolluria... I don't know how to say that, (laughs) Uh, started offering customers the ability to pre-order gear. These pre-orders aren't for releases of new models. They're for current models of strollers and car seats that are back-ordered. Instead of saying that this car seat isn't available at all, uh, we're now offering pre-sales and customers are buying items with an expected future ship date. We don't think customers want to be in a position of uncertainty. Uh, her company has been monitoring the global supply chain uh, short, uh, yeah, more closely and has been more proactively, uh, uh, yeah, more proactive about forecasting availability and making purchases based on the inventory reports from brands. Strolleria uh, has been. Uh, uh, stocking up its warehouse to prepare for future back orders, uh, ordering gear for the next three to four months versus just the next month. But there is still issues. Well, of course, because when people increase the amount that they're ordering, uh, it creates a you know key, creates a problem at the ports, right? You know, it's like oh, what we would normally order for a month or maybe two months, now we're ordering for like four months worth, which is great that they have the capital to be able to do that. But now that's more more stuff that's going to be coming through the ports uh, as they're able to get it in general, and it's just a, it, it it yeah it's it's not good uh, for consumers and it's not good for brands. But I think that this is a clear you know sign a continued good sign here on the entrepreneurs uh, to monitor what your supply chains are looking like and uh, maybe you know ordering a little bit more. Uh, you know, ordering two months instead of one month, three months instead of two months, four months instead of three months, so that you have uh, some opportunity too. But again, that does create a backup uh, at the ports and manufacturing and all, all that stuff. So it, it, it actually is kind of more of a problem uh, than, than just keeping things at the rate in which they were uh, previously. But we will have to continue to monitor that here on the Entrepreneurs. It's time to mail your holiday cards if you can find any. <laughs> uh, so the, po- the Halloween decorations are still up, but uh, Debbie Karana Friedman, I guess that's how you say it. I apologize for butchering names here, uh, has already mailed 200 Christmas cards. I sent them out already because I heard the post office was going to be slow this year. The For many, sending out holiday, holiday cards is a time-honored tradition. Uh, the stamps uh, are going are, – are, the stamps, too, are going up. That's another thing, which it absolutely uh, – the, the post office has been raising prices uh, pretty consistently through this year. It's hard to believe this year is almost over already. Uh, experts 
shifts in consumer behavior, though, have uh, said that shoppers' persistence and willingness to spend more is an encouraging sign against an uneven economic backdrop. Our research tells us that the paper cards continue to break through. Uh, was the chief marketing officer at Hallmark. A 2021 survey found that more than half of respondents believe cards are more meaningful than other forms of communication. So, yeah, I, if you uh, if you have if you're sending out cards, it sounds like you should be getting them out uh, sooner rather than later. I, I don't know. I have never received a card in a Christmas card in November, but maybe that will, this year this year will be that year. Uh, what what better way to follow up a uh, crazy 2020 uh, than with Christmas cards in November for 2021? Hopefully by next year, uh, November, we will be in a much better place than we are. Uh, right now in 2021. Elon Musk says Hertz hasn't signed a contract to buy Teslas yet. Hertz said uh, it would buy 100,000 by the end of 2022. This, uh, oh God, this, this is like, this is like bad news bears got written all over it. Uh, following last week's announcement that Hertz is planning to buy 100,000 Teslas, which uh, have boosted the stocks of both brands by over 20%, Elon Musk has revealed that companies have not yet finalized the deal. If any of this is based on the Hertz, I'd like to emphasize that no contract has been signed yet. Musk responded to a tweet highlighting the recent rise in the automaker's share price. When asked for a comment on Musk's tweet, Hertz issued the following statement to Fox Business. As we announced last week, Hertz has made an initial order of 100,000 Tesla electric vehicles and is investing in new EV charging infrastructure across the company's global operations. Deliveries of the Teslas already have started. We are seeing very strong early demand for Teslas in our rental fleet, which reflects market demand for Tesla vehicles. Musk had previously clarified that Hertz was not being offered the vehicles at a discount and would pay full retail price. Uh, which would value the company uh, value the sale at over four billion dollars. The rental car giant initially said that the deal was a hundred thousand by the end of 2022, and later added that fifty thousand of them were provide would be provided to Uber drivers. There's Tom Brady in a <laughs> in a Tesla. Uh, Hertz said the Uber deal could be expanded to 150,000 vehicles over the next three years, but Reuters. Uh, but told the Reuters that these ambitions could be affected by factors outside of its control, such as the semiconductor chip shortages or other constraints. I, I'm kind of at a loss for words here because I, I don't. I mean, I, I mean, good on Elon, I guess, for for putting that out there and being you know truthful about it. Sounds like they're a little more truthful than than Hertz is being, and. Uh, you know, hopefully the the stock doesn't. You know, neither of their stocks take a huge plunge. But uh, I guess maybe they've ordered. You know, some. I don't. It doesn't say what they uh, the amount that they've taken delivery on. So without hard numbers, uh, it does kind of sound a little weird or or not um, super. Like it's more like a almost like a rumor <laughs> at that point that they're perpetuating so i guess we'll we'll have to wait and see but uh but yeah that it, it, that's that's really disappointing to hear that that hertz hasn't actually ordered uh the 100,000 or signed any contracts for that yet 
Yahoo pulls out of China for good. Uh, following LinkedIn uh, last, I don't know, last week, two weeks ago, uh, exiting uh, from China, Yahoo has shut down access to its services in China, becoming the latest American tech company to exit the country. They pulled the plug in recognition of the increasingly challenging business and legal environment. Uh, Yahoo remains committed to the rights of our users and a free and, and, a, and a free and open internet. We thank our users for their support. Access to many of Yahoo's features in China have disappeared since 2013, including email and news. In 2015, Yahoo closed its Beijing office and eliminated roughly 300 jobs. Yahoo joins Microsoft LinkedIn Social Network, which announced last month that uh, was yeah last month was was October uh, that it would leave China behind uh, because of a significantly more challenging environment. Yeah, so that uh, kind of I wonder what the like. Yeah, Yahoo is still a thing you might not use yahoo i use yahoo for certain uh certain news related types of things but i don't use i haven't used their email since probably 2003 or 2004 uh and it's kind of a shame because i i you know they are a competitor uh to to google and i like to see competition as as we should all uh see because that pushes both companies to try harder and you know, with uh, with ha- not having Yahoo there, that definitely um, makes it a like a little more tougher. Uh, you know, for the, for the consumers there in China to have one less option uh, and choice. I wonder if uh, Microsoft's Bing will. F- well, I don't know if they have ch- that in China, but if they do, uh, I wonder if they they will uh, pull the plug on Bing as well in the future here. Is big tech bad at business? That's a well. I mean, if you ask me, the if you're talking about Google, then the answer is probably yes. Uh, Google suffered a major defeat in its legal battle with Sonos in August when U.S. International Trade Commission judge ruled that Google infringed on five of Sonos's audio technology patents. If the ruling is upheld, Google could pay hundreds of millions and and face a ban on importing everything from Pixel smartphones to Nest speakers. This isn't a trivial development, uh, according to this article in TechCrunch. It's the latest uh, in a string of lawsuits and complaints intended to stop big tech from pilfering IP from smaller companies. In recent years, big tech firms have increasingly infringed on smaller uh, smaller rivals' IP. Uh, those smaller firms have started fighting back, and now the largest tech companies could face tens of billions in court order damages and legal fees. If big tech uh, executives continue their reckless infringement, their firms could suffer irreparable financial and reputational damage. Stealing rivals' IP is no longer merely unethical. It's a business decision so disastrously short-sighted that it arguably constitutes a breach of executives' uh, fiduciary's 
uh, fiduciary duties to shareholders. For a long time, giant technology firms like Apple figured they could freely prey on smaller competitors, which wouldn't have the financial or legal firepower to fight back. And that is no longer the case. Small firms have decided suing is worth the cost and have won big. In just three cases this past year, judge uh, juries awarded small firms more than a billion dollars. In August, Apple was ordered to pay Panoptis $300 million over 4G technology infringement. And last year, a court ordered the company to pay $1 billion to Vernetix. Vernetix. A VPN patent holder. It's not just Apple. Last October, uh, a general, a federal judge, judge, yeah, federal court ordered Cisco to pay nearly two billion dollars in cent- to Centripetal Networks, a cybersecurity and software firm. The judge in that case called Cisco's uh, actions an egregious case of willful misconduct beyond typical infringement. So. When you ask me, uh, Google does like three, th- three maybe four things right. Everything else they do is pretty pretty bad, and they uh, have a really bad structure. Not just to beat up on Google, but when it comes to Google, they uh, apparently, from my understanding, they and and if I'm wrong, please let me know in the comments below. Uh, they have um like a bonus system set up so that you're rewarded for creating new technologies new services new what you know something new so they don't really have much in the way of incentivizing people to reiterate like reiterate on what they already have so what they do really well other than ads is you know search is great email is great uh, their calendar and their suite, uh, the products of like office products are, are pretty good overall. They're, they're very usable and easy. In some cases, I use them because they're easier than sharing through Microsoft 365 or whatever. Um, and they're free, right? Uh, well, I mean, f- you know, obviously free is a con- construct, but it's free to the consumer to use. Uh, and I, outside of that, they have made so many products over the years that it's like they come up with a product. They champion it for like four months to a year, and then boom, it's dead, it's gone, and uh, and they just it's just this, this vicious cycle of like creating a new technology, not you know not fully baking it, not fully advertising it, kill it, and then start over. Um, and we just Google is so notorious for doing that over and I mean, I've had other services that I love that they've killed over the years, uh, which is a shame because the you know they're all digital services that they that they're providing so um it's good i think you know look patents can go both ways i know uh mark cuban isn't a huge into the the whole patent thing because he thinks it slows down uh i think i'm pretty sure it was mark cuban that said that that it slows down the innovation uh that's possible because of patents and patent trolls and things of that nature but with that said uh, maybe the maybe the rules on patents need to change. You know, need to need to be relooked at. Um, to to not enable patent trolls to be like, oh, I you know created this thing on a napkin because I had an idea, but then there was no intention of ever actually doing anything with it. Just letting it sit on the sidelines and then go and sue the you know the person that comes up with it and actually does something with it. That's uh. You know, maybe maybe that's not the the best way for us to to go about it going forward. And like I said, the rules maybe need to look at and be changed. But I uh, 
you know, I, I think that when you have companies that are actually doing things uh, and, and big companies like this are just stepping all over them, I, I think that there needs to be some kind of fight back. Now, with that said, it's ultimately going to hit us in the wallet uh, when they come out with these new products and services because we're like, oh, you know, I had to pay a billion dollars. Well, we'll just pass that along. You know, we'll just add a couple couple bucks to every every item or whatever and and we'll 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 get, we'll get it back it's not a big deal so we'll 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 see um i think ultimately though uh companies like google they're really not that great at business they're great at serving up ads and that that algorithm has been feeding the giant but uh overall every a lot of the other things that they've done just not not great not great Surprise, surprise. Squid Game crypto plunges to $0 after scammers steal millions of dollars from investors. So, you know, on the pit, on the back of uh, the Netflix series Squid Game, uh, it, you know, it had they somebody created a crypto for it. It shot up. Let's see. The cryptocurrency appar- uh, appropriately named Squid surged as high as $2,861 before falling to zero as of Monday. The scam, which was reported by Gizmodo, uh, is called a rug pool. Yeah, it's been a uh, shout out to CoffeeZilla for doing a lot of research and, and countless hours, endless hours into these rug pools out there. If, you have, if you're not subscribed to him, go go check him out. Uh, that means the cryptos creators cash out of uh, out, uh, cash out of their coins in exchange for real money, quickly devaluing the crypto's value. Before the rug pull, the crypto's market cap was a little more than $2 million. Uh, Squid was billed as a token that could be used for a new online game inspired by the popular Korean language series, which is based on a deadly tournament of children's games. Gizmodo pointed out uh, numerous signs that it was a scam, including its now disappeared website being filled with spelling errors, another red flag investors could buy but, uh, but not sell. Uh, oh, that was investors could buy but not sell this uh, squid. So yeah, it was also a uh, uh, coin market cap also warned potential investors that squid was potentially a scam, displaying a warning to exercise extreme caution if they bought the crypto squid game. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a shame, but I mean that that's why I I think that it's really important to do your research and having a website that has a bunch of spelling errors and stuff like. That doesn't bode well. You know, I when I go and look at companies' websites, I'm looking for a number of things, right? I'm all you know, in the show I always talk about faces. Faces are important to help self you know, people self identify with um with the product or with the service. Uh, I also look for like I looking for spelling mistakes. I'm looking for continuity errors. I'm looking for, oh, their Facebook button doesn't work, you know, or their Twitter button doesn't work, or their Instagram button do- doesn't go anywhere, or what went to an account that didn't doesn't exist anymore. Like looking for little things like that. Cause to me that's a that's just an easy to look at sign of like maybe there's not enough skin in the game on the part of the the people who are making the uh you know, making the product or the service and making it available. So I, uh, that's a shame. Um, hopefully you didn't invest in squid game, uh, the squid, the squid, uh, coin here, but I personally haven't watched the TV show. Uh, I actually don't watch many TV shows at all. So, uh, maybe, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. Uh, I, I, uh, 
would still prefer to watch Battle Royale the movie <laughs> from like 2000 uh, anytime I can. But uh, but when it comes to TV shows, just not as not as much. Finally today, Jeff Bezos pledges two billion dollars to protect the environment. So everyone knows who Jeff Bezos is. Uh, he pledged $2 billion. The funding, which will come from the Bezos Earth Fund, is part of the billionaire's commitment to spend uh, $10 billion in on fighting climate change this decade. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, not It's not nothing, but I don't know, $10 billion over, well, this decade. So we're already, what, two years into it, so... That's yeah, one point some billion per year. Uh, nature is beautiful, but it's also fragile. Uh, told COP26 climate conference on Tuesday, I was reminded of this uh, in July when I went into space with Blue Origin. I was told seeing the Earth uh, f- uh, from space changes the lens through which you view the world, but I was not prepared for just how much that would be true. Uh, quote, stand together to protect our world. Quote, each year forests and landscapes absorb 11 billion tons of CO2 from the atmosphere. As we destroy nature, we reverse this process. Uh, In too many parts of the world, nature is already flipping from a carbon sink to a carbon source. Uh, This is a profound dangerous, dangerous danger to us all. Um, Together, this three billion in pledges will drive a new threefold nature agenda for the Bezos Earth Fund, uh, focused simultaneously on conservation, restoration, and food transformation. We must conserve uh, what we still have. We must restore what we've lost, and we must grow what we've need uh, what we need to live without re- uh, degrading the planet for future generations to come. So cool. Um, that's awesome. Uh, you know, as as he probably gets into a future rocket and flies off to the, his own, you know, space uh, station or something to that effect. Um, but uh, well, I would. Lo- I, I'm really looking forward to see what what's the money actually going to be going towards, and hopefully, it's actually appropriated in the in a correct, um, usable manner. And hopefully that will uh, help some lasting effects uh, to the environment. That's that's the hope. That's what I'm hoping for. Hopefully that's what you're hoping for. I want to hear what you think down below. Anyway, that concludes the Entrepreneurs for November 2nd, 2021. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I I think I'm going to continue to try to to put the entrepreneurs out five four four to five days a week. I haven't decided on Friday because Friday I'm doing Shark Tank and at night and I need to rest, rest my voice, rest the everything. So uh, we'll see. Also, I have uh, the Business Geeks podcast. If you haven't heard of that, it's me, Samantha Riley, and Jennifer Crawford getting together once again to have a great time talking about business topics and our 
you know, business struggles and, and coming up with solutions and all kinds of things. We have a lot of ideas um, and we are going to come back for season two. So I'm looking forward to that. Go out to uh, businessgeekspodcast.com to check out uh, the past episodes and the new episodes as well. They'll be streaming on Facebook uh, as well as YouTube, I believe. So anyway, I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you tomorrow here on The Entrepreneurs. Take care.